It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. You're listening to the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Bruce Pearl said it right there. We're fixing to have us a good day, folks. Thanks for tuning in. My name's Zach Blackerby. What a weekend! What an incredible weekend. All right, so I predicted two things last week. Two things. First one, I thought Samir Dowdy would pop. I, I, I thought he would have a good day. I thought he would not only have a good scoring day, but I thought he would have an efficient scoring day. He did. He scored 23 points on 10 shots, what he was 4 of 10 from the floor, but got to the free throw line, as well as many Auburn Tigers did, a bunch against Kentucky and led the way as Auburn beat the Wildcats in basketball, 75-66. to 66. Samir Dowdy, he looked good defensively too. I was really impressed with what Dowdy brought to the table. Now, the other thing I predicted last week, I also said that Saturday's game against Kentucky could be a culture-changing win. Now, time will tell, but man, it certainly feels like it, Right? I mean, just thinking about all of the, the implications and all of the, the fanfare that went on on Saturday. I mean, there was a dude who lined up outside the arena at 2 a.m. to be first in line for game day. And apparently there were groups of folks that joined him not long after he got in line. I mean, that is crazy. And then you look at it a few hours later, the line for college game day was long. It wrapped all the way around the village, you know, the, the student housing complex that, that, that's around the arena. I mean, Auburn basketball was the center of college basketball Saturday. Went blow for blow with a blue blood in the primetime slot at a 5 o'clock tip on ESPN. I was texting, uh, I was texting some of my buddies that I went to school with See, I, I just, when the game was starting, I'm like, I can't believe this. I can't believe that Auburn basketball is the key slot on a, you know, it wasn't the best slate of games. It was the only ranked-on-ranked matchup on Saturday, so it makes sense why game day went there. But man, it's just, if you would have told us that half of a decade ago, I would have never believed you. Even when Bruce Pearl started winning in Auburn, he would kind of make subtle jabs in his press conference saying, well, you know, we, we want ESPN to come here. We want E1 to come here. We don't want to be on ESPN2. We don't want to be on ESPNU, the ESPN network. We want to be on, they call it E1 in the business. And it finally happened. It finally happened at 5 o'clock tip. And then after the game, students and fans, they were chanting, we want Jalen. We want Jalen. Of course, talking about Jalen Green, the number three player in the country, according to 247 Sports. And he noticed it. He noticed that there was a video of it going on and, you know, got hundreds, maybe thousands of retweets at this point. I'm not sure. And he quote tweeted it saying, you know, there was a heart emoji. Wow. Or, you know, something along those lines. He noticed it. And that has to mean something. It has to. And so when you look at literally from the start of the day at two o'clock in the morning, Till the end of it, when Auburn got the attention of one of the best players in the country that a lot of 247 people, a lot of basketball recruiting people are saying, hey, it is a lock for Auburn to get this guy. That's powerful. 
That's a big day for Auburn basketball. Now, is it culture changing? It feels like it, but there's no way to know. I mean, it, it, I think if, if it leads to the addition of Jalen Greed and he comes in with Sharif Cooper, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough to argue against it. But here's the big thing. And, you know, yesterday was, or I guess Saturday was a was a was a fun day for Auburn fans. But I think it proves something. Auburn proves it proved that it belongs on the national stage. It's now the winningest team in the SEC over the last three years. And to me, this continued success, to me, it proves that last year was not a fluke. That this this final four run. This SEC tournament run that we saw a year ago with Jared Harper and Bryce Brown, those guys are gone. It's like, can Auburn keep this going? Because the guys, the guys that kind of paved the way for all of this, they're not there anymore. I mean, I think you can even put Mustafa Heron in that group. Not there anymore. But you've got a lot of upperclassmen now. Your Anthony McLemore's, your Samir Dowdy's, your Javon McCormick's. And I know some of those guys transferred in, but... And these guys were, were essentially, you know, the, the majority of this team was the backups. They were the backups for last year's team. But they found a way to keep on winning. And Bruce Pearl has done it. Bruce Pearl has built a national brand for college basketball at Auburn. You think about that. And this is the prime era. This is the golden era of Auburn basketball. I mean, we're looking at the best three-year run in the history of the program. And I think when you say that, you have to include it the whole picture here. I think we're in the middle of the golden era of Auburn sports. I think football just got done having an incredible decade. By the way, they went to two national championships this past decade. Basketball's in the middle of the best run we've ever seen. We don't know when, it's, when that's going to end. And baseball is attempting to go back to, to Omaha for the second straight year, and they're returning the vast majority of their roster. It's a great time to be an Auburn fan. And there's a bunch of smaller sports that I don't follow as, as close as I should have doing this podcast every day. And so, uh, I mean, I, I know softball wasn't where it was a few years ago, but, I mean, equestrian's incredible, and... I think tennis and golf, they, you know, they have their spurts where they've you know, competed on the national level. But I'm just talking about the big three. And then you can, you can make that trickle down to you know, Auburn doing the whole everything school thing. But it really is. And to me, I, I think this is the golden era for Auburn sports. And if you're listening to this, I assume you're an Auburn fan. And I want to tell you, it's okay to be excited about that. Appreciate it. While it's happening. Because, man, it's, it's a fun thing. Absolutely. Absolutely a fun thing. All right. I want to give a shout-out to our friends at Fetch Me. Fetch Me is the only food delivery service that routinely trains its employees to follow and enhance their leading industry guidelines and protocols. This allows Fetch Me to guarantee the quality to their customers given that their fetchers are employees and the rest of the industry, they use independent contractors for deliveries. Yeah, a lot of these delivery systems, you know, your, your, your national chains, is kind of similar to Uber and Lyft, right? They, they just kind of turn on both. They work for multiple services and they just kind of go wherever. 
Fetch Me people, they work for Fetch Me. And I think that's important when, you, when you're able to control what kind of experience you're giving for your customers. That goes a long way. And you know, I, I say this every Monday, but my, I used Fetch Me this past weekend. And it was, uh, it, was, it was awesome as always. So use the free Fetch Me app, fetchmedelivery.com, or search Fetch Me in your phone's app store. All of it's free. And then you can get your first delivery free by using Fetch Me 20 at checkout. So download the free Fetch Me app. Use promo code Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So amidst all the basketball excitement that happened on uh, on Saturday, Auburn football got another commit. And I know it's National Signing Day. Well, I'm getting that in a moment. But Auburn football got a commit from a three-star defensive back. Philip O'Brien, he's 6'2", 190. He is from Deerfield Beach, Florida. I'm not sure where in Florida Deerfield Beach is. 247 Sports says he's the 15th best safety in the class, and he's the 58th best player in Florida. And so, uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of recruiting people say this. A three-star guy from Florida or Texas is really a four-star guy. And Auburn's done good recruiting defensive back, so I, I, I trust it. Don't, don't be deterred by that three-star rating. A top 60 player in Florida is a guy that you want on your team. But th- this guy's a 2021 guy. He is not signing today. So that makes uh, Philip O'Brien is the fourth guy in Auburn's 2021 class, joining an already very stacked class. Auburn has a 10th-ranked class in the country currently in 2021. Five-star defensive tackle, Lee Hunter. Four-star running back Aaron McLaughlin and four-star running back Armani Goodwin, and then of course Philip O'Brien, three-star corner. So they're uh, they're getting ahead of the game. I, I really like how that 2021 class is shaping. Those are some um, some key guys. As for signing day today, I mean it, it's crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me, voice is almost back. By the way. Early, the early signing period has absolutely destroyed the hype <laughs> around this day. Um, but regardless, this this day should be a, a good day for Auburn. I'm recording this at 4 in the morning. I couldn't sleep, so I got to work early. Did all my show prep for Auburn. Hope I got this morning done early. So, uh, yeah, been up since 2, but that's okay. Y'all don't care. But, uh, yeah, so I'm recording this before uh, before a lot of stuff happens because I, I, I'm pretty confident it's going to be a clear-cut um, day for Auburn football. If anything crazy happens, or regardless of what happens, I'm going to recap all of this tomorrow as well. But going into it, Auburn knows they're going to get four-star defensive end DeAndre Butler. He's that JUCO player that committed a few weeks ago from Kansas, number one JUCO defensive end in the country. You talk about immediate impact. You absolutely love that if you're an Auburn fan. And then even more recent, last week, the addition of four-star tight end, Brandon Frazier. He's a guy from Texas, 6'7", 247 pounds. Think about that, 6'7", 250. 
This guy's a true freshman. This guy's going to come in and, and, and get developed, and he's going to put size on his frame. I can't wait to see how this guy developed. He, he's apparently a, a pass catcher. This guy's not really seen as a blocking tight end. This guy is seen as a guy that can make make things happen down the field. And when you're six, seven, imagine trying to cover that. Six, seven, two fifty is an eighteen year old, and he's just going to get bigger. You would think. I mean, six, seven, two fifty. That's actually pretty lean when you think about it. So that's a guy that uh, that I'm pretty pumped to see. And we haven't really seen a true tight end at Auburn at Auburn in a while. That position's kind of going away. I mean, we saw, we've seen in the at the next level. If you have a true tight end, what kind of impact it has on the game? I mean, you, you look at you look at the two teams that played last night in the Super Bowl. Congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way. But I mean, th- those two offenses were electric because largely because of the the two tight ends on the field with Kelsey and and Kittle. But this Brandon Frazier guy, I'm pretty excited about him. Now. It's a bummer because I, I don't think you're going to see him on the field until probably his sophomore season, especially with him uh, getting getting on campus a little late. But there's still a, a lot of reasons to be excited about this Brandon Frazier guy. I mean, six seven. So to me, I you know we, we I mentioned this briefly uh, before I got into the conversation Friday with Josh Vitale, but you would expect that to be kind of your big slot role, your Sal Canella role. So maybe after Shedrick Jackson moves on. And ages out uh, of eligibility. Maybe that's where he steps in, but he's got a chance to be a weapon. He's got a chance to be a problem. And I don't think you really ever said that about that Sal Canella role or that um, or, or Shedrick Jackson. You know, maybe Shedrick Jackson will prove me wrong next year. But I mean, just the uh, the amount of length you have. I mean, that's just that's great when you got an accurate quarterback or a quarterback that you assume will get more accurate than Bo Nix. That's that's going to be fun to see those guys grow up and age together. And then with uh, Aaron McLaughlin coming in behind Bo, that's going to be, that's going to be a fun, uh, fun three or four years to have Brandon Frazier on campus. So get excited about that. So uh, those two guys put Auburn signing class today at 25 guys. I've seen some folks say that there's two scholarship slots left for Auburn to get to that 85 scholarship Broderick Jones, at this point, seems unlikely. He canceled his official visit this past weekend, which from an Auburn standpoint would have been a total bummer. I, I haven't talked a whole lot about Broderick Jones. So he is, uh, he is the, one of the top tackles, uh, the top unsigned tackle. Um, and it was kind of down to Georgia or Auburn. Looks like he's staying put with Georgia. But Auburn had a, had a chance to get him on campus this past weekend with an official visit. Thought he was going to. He canceled the visit last minute is what it looks like. Read a report from SI last night, um, kind of filling me in on all that situation. But, man, that would have been uh, that would have been huge for him to be on campus on Saturday. But didn't happen. So, once again, I'm recording this. It is now currently 4.17 in the morning. So, uh, I don't know if he's announcing at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. I don't know what time zone that is. But I will circle back and uh, recap all of this tomorrow if he commits to Auburn, but man, it certainly does not look like it, but that's okay. That's okay. Hey, if you're a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard of uh, some of the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. Um, it's clearly created a brand. I know people tweet at me about Fetch Me all the time now, which is which is fun, but you may not know that Locked On Auburn, it's a, it's a great way for local businesses to reach passionate Auburn fans just like you. 
Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach loyal and local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect you with Auburn fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or you can visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and just let us know who you are. Once again, text ADVERTISING to 33777 or go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. I mean, the people that listen to the show, they listen every single day. It's crazy. It's crazy how dedicated you guys are. I absolutely love it. This has become the favorite part of my day. Really, uploading the show has become the favorite part of my day because I can't wait to hear from all of you guys. And the response has been incredible. And if you were, uh, if you want to help out the podcast, it would be, um, it would be awesome. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ninety-three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com/podcast. Just go to Indeed.com/podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It would be awesome. It's it's daily, so no secret that uh that a lot of time goes into it. But man, I just rambled for a bit, but I just can't stress enough how big this past weekend was for Auburn. I mean, on the national stage, and even you know Auburn won the last five minutes against Kentucky. Obviously, that's when they kind of pulled away. But just with you know, Kentucky had two potential lottery picks fouled out and. Kentucky fans are really upset about it, but I think some of, uh, I've been reading a lot of the comments on on social media and message boards and stuff, but when you look back at what really happened on Saturday, Auburn was just a more physical team than one of the most talented teams in the country. And I know physicality and talent doesn't go hand in hand, but when you look at the toughness of this team and the fact that they're still not shooting well, and they're finding ways to win. And eventually, if this if this trend continues and they continue to not shoot well, is it going to catch up to Auburn? Yes. I, I think so. I think so. But just right now, when you look at the way they're finding ways to win, they're 19-2. and two, And they've got a quality win against a very good Kentucky team. Well, what did they shoot? Auburn shot 35.3% from the floor. That's not good. That's, in fact, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But when you couple that with the fact that Kentucky shot only two less shots than Auburn and they shot 40% from the floor, and you're just thinking, I saw a lot of national people say, like, how in the world is Auburn in this game? And Auburn's getting to the free throw line. They shot 20 more free throws than Kentucky. Now, Kentucky shot better, 20 of 24, but Auburn went 33 of 44 and they got 33 points from the free throw line. That's crazy. Especially when you look at last year's team that didn't get there because all they did was shoot three. So, I mean, they're attacking the basket. And Samir Dowdy did a fantastic job once again. A um, few, few people gave me, uh, gave me props for that this past weekend, and I, <laughs> I appreciate that. 
I appreciate that. Arkansas is tomorrow, and that's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough one. We've seen how this team plays on the road. Arkansas is it's a pretty good team. Um, I, I don't think they're as good as what their record is, especially early on in the season. But um, Auburn's got a chance to win. they got to shoot better. And can they do that on the road? I don't know. I don't know. Guys, thank you so much for listening to me ramble. I had a lot to talk about today, and um, it, it was fun getting to all of that for you guys. So, hey, quick shout-out to my buddy Painter Sharpless of ESPN 106.7. Of course, he, uh, he hosts a lunch break. And he also joins me on this show a ton. You guys know Painter well. He's starting Locked on Ole Miss today. So if you care at all about Ole Miss or you just want to follow what Painter is doing, a fan of his, be sure to check that out. I looked last night. It was up on Spotify. It is still processing through Apple as of last night. Um, I haven't checked this morning. Hopefully it's there. But, um, yeah, be sure to check out uh, Locked on Ole Miss if you're into that and support my good friend Painter and, of course, the Locked on Podcast Network. Guys, it's been a fun one. Thank you so much. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.